We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? We are back. Hope you enjoyed the bye week a little bit, at least as much as you could without some Chiefs football. As a K-Stater, wasn't too bad for myself and my family. Got to enjoy a firsthand account of that thorough beatdown of Oklahoma State and one of the most lopsided wins in NCAA history for a team in the top 10. But this is KCSN Update, your daily Chiefs podcast and video from us here at KC Sports Network. I'm BJ Kissel, founder of KC Sports Network and former Chiefs insider and sideline reporter. It's Monday, which means we are going to be joined by ESPN's Matt Miller, who will give us his stock up stock down report following some NFL football over the weekend and have us heading into Sunday night's matchup with the Tennessee Titans it should be a good one but before we bring on Matt here's a quick word from our friends over at DraftKings now we know how exciting the Patrick Mahomes plays can be especially going up against the Tennessee Titans team that there's a lot of history there uh, between these two teams but you can make every play feel as exciting as a Patrick Mahomes deep ball with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and their unbeatable offers. Right now, new customers can bet any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bet if your team wins. And check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Looking at this game on Sunday night, Chiefs are now 11-point favorites on Sunday night against the Titans. It's Derrick Henry in the Titans running game, four straight games over 100 yards against Patrick Mahomes in the league's number one scoring offense. The over-under in this game is set at 46 and a half. But to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KCSN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet on any football game only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, and now we bring on ESPN's Matt Miller. You can find him on social media at NFL Draft Scout, and you can find his content covering the NFL Draft for ESPN. Matt, before we get into your stock up, stock down report and talk a little uh, NFL football, probably talk a little college football because of the matchup that we've got coming up on Saturday, but uh, big plans for Halloween for you and the fam. What, what oh, absolutely. Yeah, 
big plans for sure. It's we live in a new neighborhood where Halloween is an enormous event. So we're doing a hayride tonight. My son is super into Cobra Kai, the the Karate Kid show. That's awesome. So he's he's like in a Cobra Kai gi at school today, actually. So I am not dressing up, unfortunately. I should have gone as BJ Kissel. I think that would have got <laughs> that would have got a lot of you know people in the neighborhood would have been excited about that. Who next the year fuck is that guy yeah. right next year i'll have a kc sports net quarter zip you know there you go yeah there you go i'll, I'll send I'll you something yeah i got some we got some i don't want to break the news but we may have some some new stuff by the end of the week so got to send you some gear um but anyway let's talk a little stock up stock down report and i guess before we get to the nfl stuff let's talk a little college football because for anyone who's following me knows obviously off my intro talking about it was a great weekend for k-state football I don't get to go to a lot of games in Manhattan just because of the job and kids. I've got a lot of stuff, but uh, it was a very, um, very satisfying uh, football game there in Manhattan this week, uh, 48 to nothing over Oklahoma state. And then we've got the big matchup this weekend between K-State, your Texas Longhorns. I I mean, congratulations. It's always one of those things you love to see a team that beats your team get beat, you know? So it's like, okay, you know, I was rooting for Kansas state this weekend. I, I have no problems with the Wildcats. It was shocking, though. You know, it was like, where yeah. where was that Oklahoma State offensive output a week ago, really? Um, you know, K-State is is hot right now. Deuce Vaughn is unstoppable. Um, mm-hmm. My guy Felix, one of the best defensive ends in the country. So K-State's playing well. That, that is not an easy win by by any stretch of the imagination, especially in Manhattan. I think that, that adds a level of difficulty. Last time we saw Texas, Quinn Ewers couldn't complete a pass to save his life. Something was... Yeah way off it was it was bizarre after what we had seen from him previously it was the worst game that he's played uh in a you know a shortened season due to injury so hopefully the bye week has been helpful but it's going to be fun you know texas's o-line is really young but they've played very well so i think that for me a good scouting matchup against again one of the premier defensive ends a potential top 50 player and then, yeah. God, can anyone stop Deuce Vaughn? You know, he looks <laughs> like Darren Sproles out there all over again. So, uh, Texas defensively, spoiler alert, not very good. Uh, mm. Really never are very good. So, I, I would think no matter who you have a quarterback this weekend, uh, K-State's going to be able to score some points. Somebody's going to break down Deuce Vaughn's, like the dead leg move, where he just, his ability it's to silly. plant. It's yeah. it's not Barry Sanders, and I'm not putting that on him. It's not the Barry Sanders ability to change direction, but his ability to make linebackers and safeties miss with just that dead, dead leg move is yeah. awesome to watch. It always works. It's always what he gets through. Hide behind offensive linemen for like, yeah. you know, there's no yards after contact with him because there's no contact. He just hides behind the <laughs> offensive line and then, before you realize it, oh, he's scooting out and he's fast enough to run away from people. So, hell of a player. Um, it's going to be a fun game for sure. I'm not betting you anything because I'm not <laughs> confident at all. I uh, wasn't going to bring it up, but if you, if you wanted to, yeah. I would. But uh, but yeah, I haven't. I have not watched a ton of Texas. I haven't watched a ton of college football outside of the K State games. I can catch. I will say regarding the game on Saturday, I was really surprised. You talk about Quint Evers not being able to complete a pass. Kind of how I felt about Spencer Sanders. That I didn't watch a ton of him, but yeah. he looked awful. Even on some like wide open throws, we're not getting there. He's leaving him short. I don't know if he's not healthy or what the deal is. I know they pulled him late in the game uh, for Gundy's kid, but um, yeah, that was kind of brutal to watch. Yeah, and he's not like that. I mean, he's been incredibly efficient all year. He doesn't turn the ball over. He's just, you know, he's a game manager who adds a little bit of mobility. So 
Yeah. I, yeah, I couldn't believe it either because he uh, maybe it speaks to the Texas defense, but he absolutely torched the Texas defense yeah. just a Sorry. week ago. Maybe he used it all. You know, sometimes that yeah. happens. I, I do. Yeah. Texas is not back by any stretch of the imagination, but I do feel like a lot of people hate that program within the Big 12, especially in the southern area of the Big 12, because guys, you know, like you weren't recruited by Texas, even though you're from there. So you go to an Oklahoma State or a TCU. Yeah. And you have a built-in hatred. I mean, I've talked to Mahomes about this. It's like, you know what? He hates the Texas Longhorns because he's he was a Texas kid and they didn't really recruit him. And Baker Mayfield has said the same thing. He's like, I was in Austin and they didn't recruit me, so I will always hate them. And I think no matter how good Texas is or isn't, that is a – it's like a homecoming game for so many people, and it, yeah. it puts a target on them. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get into some Chiefs talk now uh, as we've got all the college football stuff out of the way. Uh, I know, obviously, the Chiefs coming off the bye week, sitting at 5-2 and two atop the AFC West and coming off one of their best overall performances, if not probably arguably yeah. their best performance against the San Francisco 49ers, another one of your teams. Yeah, right? Uh, sorry, it's just a brutal morning for you, man. Right, so um, it's all timing up very well. Yeah, but... uh Let's get into some stock up, stock down. Obviously, the Chiefs making a move uh, last week at the end of the week um, with Kadarius Tony making the trade with the Giants. But uh, let's get into your stock up. What do you got for us first? Yeah, BJ, let's start there. I do think stock up for the wide receiver position. I think some people, I of course, a trade goes down involving a second-year player. My job is to evaluate that because I, I just recently scouted this player. And, and I think some people misinterpreted my tweets. I wasn't wasn't bagging Brett Veach, who I'm a huge fan of. I, I like this trade, but I think we have to be realistic. Far too often, every fan base does this. A player, you add a player via trade, and it's like, oh, my God, this is it. You know, this is the player. That player was available for a reason, right? And I think in the mm-hmm. case of Kadarius Tony, it is well known that there have been some issues on and off the field, you know, with attitude, with work ethic. He's also dealt with an injury. I know he was very quick to point out he's healthy now. Uh, this is a good player, though. He was a first-round draft pick for a reason. Uh, it's easy to make a you know college-to-college comparison and say he plays a lot like Percy Harvin. I also think he plays a lot like Brandon Ayuk, who you guys saw just a week ago with San Francisco, who you know is a very elusive runner. He plays bigger than his size. Uh, if you get the ball in his hands in space, he can be really dangerous. And I think the Chiefs, it, it is a luxury trade to some degree because you know, we have Juju and MVS coming off you know, really season defining performances against San Francisco, both going over hundred yards. We saw Michael Hardman get schemed and end up with three touchdowns. Uh, I, I wonder how much of this is about taking something off of Sky Moore's plate to where maybe we see Kadarius Tony get involved in special teams where Sky has been uh, a yep. weakness as a punt returner. But I saw you tweet, you know, this is essentially a fourth and a sixth round pick. The, this is very, very low risk with a very high potential. And it's something that Chiefs fans, I'm sure, are aware of. Uh, I've had a conversation with Veach about this before. When you have an opportunity to invest low round picks in a player that was a highly graded player like Kadarius Tony, you, you make that move. And we've seen it before with, you know, Reggie Ragland and we've, you know, mm-hmm. multiple players, Cam Irving. Those moves maybe didn't work out, but it, it speaks to that philosophy of, we had a first round grade on this player or a second round grade on this player. And now we can get them for far less. Mm-hmm. Let's see with Andy Reid's history and with great leadership. Let's see if we can turn this player's career around. 
I think when you peel back the onion, it starts to make sense because the only wide receivers under contract for the Chiefs beyond this year are Sky Moore and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. People forget that. They really do. And, <laughs> and so when you're looking at how do you add wide receivers to this roster, you can make trades, you draft them, or you sign them in free agency. And it doesn't take an NFL insider to um, look at the wide receiver market last year and what guys were getting paid Oh my God. to say yeah. Braxton Berrios. And not something against Braxton Berrios, but he's getting $6 million a year. Kadarius Tony's going to get $4.4 million, $4.9 million yep. over the next two and a half years. And so if you're trying to add talent to this room, there's no chance that you're going to be able to get, again, you make the point, and I talked about it before with the tweet, and I talked about it on uh, shows last week, that that third round comp pick is going to be between like 98 and 106, somewhere around there yeah. is the pick that they gave up. Right. You're not going to find a talent like Kadarius Tony in that spot. And so for trying to add talent to that room for the future, this is the best, like it starts to make more sense when you look at it like that, and especially when you look at the free agent wide receiver market and what guys were getting, it was, it's getting out of control uh, with yeah. what some of those guys are getting. And to that point, BJ, and I know you guys will, will cover the draft very well at KCSN, but this draft class at wide receiver is not great. And it, it, <laughs> it lacks a top end guy. You know, there's not a Drake London in this class. There's not really a Chris Olave. I mean, if, if Jackson Smith and Jigba is healthy at Ohio State, that might change things. But this is not a deep wide receiver class either. So even if you were going to say, and the Chiefs are loaded with draft capital, if you were going to say, oh, well, we'll draft yeah. a receiver in the third round, you're not getting someone who you would have this great on. It, that, they're not going to be available. In fact, at pick 90 to 105, you're not drafting someone you had a third round grade on. I know that might surprise people, but you're drafting players with a fourth or fifth round grade at that point. That's how it works. Yeah. So I, I like the trade. I, you know, wanted to express some caution. I don't think this is, you know, too many people want to say, oh, here's Tyree Kill. And I, I did. I saw one tweet from someone who was like, here's Tyree Kill. And I was like, you, okay, we're, we're all on drugs early today. So that's cool. <laughs> that's the expectation. Um, that's a right. bad start. Yeah. Someone popped the gummy 30 minutes before that trade, apparently. But <laughs> I, I like Kadarius Tony. I did have a late first round grade on him when he was drafted. And I'm excited to see what he can be once he's invested in this offense. Yeah, if you if this and I I made this point, then we'll we'll get to the rest of the wide receivers here. Uh, but talking about Kadarius Tony, if he for the resources that were given up and the amount of money that you're paying him, which is like a low end veteran special teamer on free like when you look at just the yeah. financial side of it, getting one point nine million dollars next year and two point five in twenty twenty four. That's not a lot of money. You have to pay more for a veteran four core special teamer uh, than that kind of money. But if he goes out in the playoffs or in a high leverage, high, like big game situation, it makes three or four key plays on a third down, a chunk play where he, Andy Reid gets him in space and he gets 20 to 25 yards. That's a win. There is no yeah, scenario absolutely. in which people are using this as a reason to criticize Brett Veach because of the resources given up that all of a sudden now we can't do such and such because of this move. It would literally take somebody get it, whoever the Giants pick at like 102 with the Chiefs yeah. pick, waiting two years, that guy turns out to be great. And they'd be like, you know what? They should have done this because you won't know until right. then. And I would, but by the time they get to that point, Kadarius Tony will have made some plays for the Chiefs. I have enough confidence in Andy Reid's ability and in his athleticism to be healthy enough to at least make a handful of plays uh, to warrant uh, the little bit that they gave up. So 
when you start to peel back, it makes all the sense in the world. And I know Chiefs fans uh, said last week, don't forget about Justin Ross. Um, nobody's forgot about Justin Ross, but Justin Ross hasn't earned yeah. a spot to, to be considered, like to be I talked think we about can... in this kind of way. It's not forgetting about, but it's like, guys, come on. Let's also, you know, I, a player who's had that many injuries in college who has another injury, you really start to lower your expectations. I think everyone is rooting for Justin Ross to emerge and become that guy he was his freshman year at Clemson. Like, I would love to see that as well, but you have to really temper those expectations. Yeah. And, and you're not, you know, not going to go sign somebody because you know you've got this guy who made some right. plays that you're really excited about but really excited in the grand scheme of having seven or eight wide receivers fighting for five right. or six spots. As opposed to there, there's definitely, again, every fan base does this. I'm not pointing fingers at Chiefs fans, but every fan base has that like UDFA that they're like, this is going to be the dude. And it's like, ah, maybe, you know, but it rarely happens when it does. You're really excited about it, but it's, it's pretty uncommon. Yeah. Let's talk about a couple of the guys that have been doing really well. And one of the guys yeah. that we would really like as a fan base to just go ahead and give them that contract extension. The numbers would be really interesting how it plays out, but Juju Smith Schuster, uh, he has been yeah. exactly what was advertised when he came here. It seems to be fitting in. Well, there's all the stuff about Mahomes and all the guys playing, uh, you know, modern warfare, call of duty. Um, lots been made about that, but, uh, what have you seen? You talked about the, the wide receiver group as a whole being stock up. What do you, what have you liked about what you've seen from them going out and, and torching your 49ers? Yeah, goodness. Well, I think we've seen an, an ascension from Juju, you know, where early in the year it was like, okay, he's getting targets, right? He's getting eight, nine, 10 targets a game. Uh, but he was, I think we were seeing him try to find his fit and also to get comfortable with it. I know you've talked about it very well about how much of this offense is an option, uh, route tree yep. and I think getting comfortable with that we've seen the last two weeks he's gone over 100 yards scored a touchdown both games he's becoming that secondary option that this offense needed while Andy and everyone can preach about we want to spread the ball around we don't necessarily have a number one wide receiver you do now and I think with Juju I'm on board with it he turns 26 in a couple weeks uh, or a three weeks which is amazing now. right he's For very as long young. as he's been around yeah. very young and you know he's he looks healthy he looks I even uh, talked to him a little bit at training camp and he just, he looks like he's in better shape. He's, he's maturing into his frame. And I think it's shown on the field where he's, he's, he's playing a better, more well-rounded game. So it, Juju is stock up all the way. I'm always going to be a guy that holds his breath when MVS gets thrown a deep ball, because like I said <laughs> last week, it's just that, that history of drops in green Bay. And we've seen some in Kansas city yeah. is, is tough. And uh, you know, it is, it's a young wide receiver core. I love the way they, they structured it so that, there's no boomer bust here. You, you sign guys to one or two year deals. If it doesn't work out, you recycle really quickly. And I, I think that we are still going to see assets used in the, the upcoming NFL draft to bolster this, this group, but they're getting hot at the right time. And having watched the Buffalo green Bay game closely on Sunday night, mm -hmm. Buffalo is really good, but they have a tendency to be all or nothing. And I think that's something mm -hmm. that they have to figure out. And it is something where adding a player like Kadarius Tony, and we'll see if they make a move today or tomorrow, on the defensive line, the Chiefs are not far behind Buffalo if they're behind at all. They, they might actually be running parallel to Buffalo mm -hmm. because that is an offense in Buffalo where they've got to figure themselves out when it's, it's third and one and you can't just line up and pound the ball against the NFL's worst rush defense. You have issues. And I think yeah. you know Buffalo has a target, like we were talking about earlier, where I think every Kansas City fan is watching Buffalo games when they can to see what where's that team going. And with Kansas City – that offense is getting red hot. And you mentioned the 49ers. Kansas City stomped a hole in the 49ers. 
who just beat yesterday the defending Super Bowl champions, and they beat them easily. So I yeah. think it's a measuring stick. Kansas City's offense is getting hot at the right time, and they're building chemistry at the right time where now you get a stretch run where everyone's on the same page. Who cares what the passing game looks like in week two? I care what it looks like in week 17, and it, it seems like it's getting pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, other takeaway from watching the Packers is everybody that has been talking so much about MVS. I'm pretty sure they would take him back right now. <laughs> Hell yeah. pretty sure they would absolutely, absolutely. love right. to have him back right now. But uh, any other stock up reports before we move on to stock down? Yeah, BJ, I think because of the Frank Clark suspension, something you and I haven't had a chance to talk about, you have to say stock up for George Karloftis. And again, I'm, I teased it a little bit. I would not be shocked if they try to make a move for a defensive lineman uh, over the next 24 hours as we get up to the trade deadline. It's a need, especially with Frank out, but it's a need for depth as well. Uh, this is Karloftis' time to shine. Uh, he's probably going to yeah. get more looks at right defensive end with Frank out. Um, he, he has to step up. I believe he can. I, I'm, I've been very impressed with what we've seen so far. It's time to get that production now that matches some of the flashes we've seen. Cool. I, I agree with you. And this is going to be an interesting matchup going up against the Titans and, and the fighting Derrick Henry's because they're going to run the ball 25, 30 times. It's what they do. Yeah. Um, I was looking at some of the numbers where Derrick Henry has four straight games with a hundred yards, got five touchdowns over that stretch, uh, played the Colts twice, played Houston, which worst run defense in the NFL. Uh, right. But you look at the chiefs and you look at like average yards per game given up and they're like top three like rush defense, but then you look and they've had like the second fewest rushes against them. Right. So you can't really look at yards per game yep. uh, as far as uh, judging that, but you look at yards per attempt and they're 11th in the NFL at just 4.2 mm -hmm. yards per attempt given up. So while they wouldn't be top three, they're still in the top 10 to 12 to 15 range, but this is this guy, this game is Nick Bolton written all over it. Every time they yeah. play a team like this, this is a game that Nick Bolton is going to finish with 12 to 15 tackles. Um, and getting after it, but we talk about George Karloftis and his physicality, uh, his aggression that he plays with. It's going to show up, and it needs to show up on Sunday night yeah. to go up against Derrick Henry and the Titans. No, it has to, and I, I think you know you want to roll right into a stock down. That's a perfect way to do it, and I, I would say more of this is a, a unit that I would like to put pressure on, and I think the coaching staff's probably doing that too, is we have to see the safeties play better, and, and you could even mm -hmm. say the secondary as a whole, but Playing the Titans, I think this is a game where Justin Reed has to step up and Juan Thornhill has to step up. Legereus Need is one of my favorite players in the NFL. If you want to call him a safety or a corner or wherever you want to put him, he's exempt from this, you know, rant because he's playing exceptional football. But I do think, you know, we have to see the secondary play better. Maybe not against Tennessee directly because, as you mentioned, they're just going to run the ball 30 times. And we don't know who the quarterback will be, whether it's Malik Willis or Ryan Tannehill. But I, I do think just for the run game, perspective and moving forward would love to see the safety start to become playmakers you know Juan flashed as a rookie that playmaking ability we haven't really seen it since and I think as much as this team does not miss Tyron Matthew one thing that is missing is that opportunistic playmaker that can flip the field for you some of it is going to grab a couple picks because this is a team that's pretty light on on takeaways right now so the, the yeah. secondary definitely has to step up yeah I don't always like and very rarely talk about the guys like personal lives. Um, Cause I don't think, especially with the Tom Brady stuff, it's none of our business. We need to get out yeah. of that business of talking about that, but I will shout out because they put it out there and it's positive. Congratulations to Juan Thornhill and Reagan for uh, actually getting engaged uh, during the bye week Same thing. Andrew Wiley oh, nice. got engaged and McCole Hardman announced that uh, he and his better half are expecting. So it was a very wow. big uh, bye week for uh, off the field yeah. thing for the Chiefs. So congratulations to McCole, uh, Andrew and uh, Juan and their, they're better halves. 
Nice. And Mahomes goes into the the ring of honor at Texas Tech. I almost did the Reckham thing, and then I was like, what? No, I'm not doing that. No. Yeah, it was a big weekend. He goes in the Hall of Fame, and obviously Brittany with her stuff with the KC Current uh, being an owner over there. Um, I watched that entire game. That was tough. We would love to see them pull that out. But second, two years in, being in the championship game, that's not bad. Pretty good. You'll take it. Yeah, Yeah. not bad at all. Do you have any other stock down uh, reports for us to finish this up? You know, it's it's, BJ, it's hard to have stock down on a team that's five and two, first in the AFC West. And they're running away with that division that we thought was going to be the most competitive in football. And it's it's not. So I'm excited for the second half of this season. Um, excited for Sunday night against a, a good Tennessee team that's very well coached, very physical, um, as ever, as Chiefs fans know all too well. So I think it's it's a good, you know, kind of temperature check for a team at this point in the season to see where you're at against a club that you could very, very likely face in the playoffs. All right. I want to ask you about this just because it's always fun to dunk on the Raiders. Um <laughs> very rarely does a team get skunked in the NFL. It's hard to um, do. I didn't watch a minute of that game, so I'm not going to provide any analysis to it other than, you know, I looked at the final score. What happened? And what's going it, on? It almost looked like they weren't ready. I, I don't know how to okay. say it because I, I'm a big believer in like, hey, they get paid too. So like sometimes you just meet someone better or you run up against a team that's like hot at the right time. The Saints aren't that good. You know? So it's, I think that's what's confusing. I thought Derek Carr played timidly. You know, it, it just, it, it wasn't like their brand of football that we've seen them play. Like they played y'all really closely. And so I was kind of expecting like, okay, they're riding the wave upward. I think it's a bad roster. Um, the previous regime did not do a good job. That is being highlighted tenfold. It feels like every week. Um, but you know, Derek Carr, just not a good day. Uh, their secondary is very bad, um, which is, is kind of surprising. But that's that's a team that you almost wonder if it's time to like blow it up and start over. But I want to see Derek Carr through like 100 yards Oof. total. And they trailed the whole game. So it wasn't like they were like, let's establish the run. We're not going to throw. I mean, Jarrett Stidham outplayed Derek Carr. That's not a joke or hyperbole. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see more of a rebuild there than people expected. You know, they thought yeah. they were adding Devonte Adams and going to be a contender. And I think they forgot that their defense outside of Max Crosby is not good. I, things you love to see. As a right. I'm sorry. I, I don't even apologize. Two and five. That. The Raiders are two. I mean, it's imagine if we sat here the- in August and said, that the chiefs are probably the only playoff team out of the AFC West and that the Raiders and Broncos are terrible. And we had to sit here in April and watch David Carr go on and say, Derek Carr is like an MVP candidate because they oh. traded for Devonte Adams. I don't know that anyone <laughs> believes that, but you know, they put him um, on TV. They put him on a right. national platform to obviously he's going to be biased about his brother, but yeah. man, it's got to be a line who the best NFL draft <laughs> analyst is. I mean, he wouldn't even say me because he knows it's not true. That's what's, you know, he would at least be objective. Uh, no, it's, it, it was rough. Uh, that was the worst game I've ever seen Derek Carr play. And uh, they, yeah, they just didn't look ready early game. I don't know that they were, uh, I don't know if they were ready for it. And as bad as they are, they've still looked better offensively than what we've seen from the Broncos, although they pulled out the victory uh, in London. Yeah. So that's right. anyway, 
Matt Miller from ESPN. Appreciate it, man. You can find him on social media at NFL Draft Scout. You can find all of his content leading up uh, and covering the NFL Draft on ESPN with Jordan Reed, Todd McShay, and Mel Kuyper Jr. So, Matt, man, we always appreciate you joining us. Any special content, anything in particular that Chiefs fans could look out for on ESPN from you? Yeah, man, I know we are right now, we're all updating our big boards as we kind of roll into to draft season as November gets here. Uh, I'm also updating team needs. So I think we're going to start to get more uh, in-depth, you know, as teams start to shift their focus, as Raiders fans and Broncos fans start to think about the first-round picks they don't have uh, and look at the 2023 draft. But I think the Chiefs have like 12 picks projected right now. So never too early for you guys to dip in and, and start to look at where we're you know, figuring this class out in terms of depth and strengths and weaknesses, and then also looking at some team needs. So uh, draft season is about to heat up. It's going to be exciting. Anytime you can get Broncos and Raiders fans to start looking at the draft before Thanksgiving or even before November at this point, before it's beautiful. Halloween. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So Matt, man, always appreciate it and appreciate everybody out there, whether you're watching on YouTube or your favorite audio platform, we appreciate you for spending part of your day with us and supporting what we've got going on at KC sports network. We'll have plenty more great content leading up to Sunday night's game against the Tennessee Titans. Again, the chiefs are right now 11 point favorites with an over under of 46 and a half. So make sure to, if you are the betting type, head over to DraftKings, use promo code KCSN and uh, put some bets in there and, and let us know what you got. Let us know what you're thinking about this game on social media or all the platforms. So uh, appreciate it. And we'll see you all next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.